It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And rejoining me this week is the great Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. I am uh, uh, refreshed, uh, regenerated, I guess is the word, right? I I had my regeneration days. Uh, and actually, I'm fresh, maybe not so fresh, but fresh back from uh, training camp in Oxnard as well. So uh, back from vacation and, and back from Oxnard uh, and, and certainly excited to talk a little bit Cowboys football. Well, I didn't even ask you, did you go out to Sunday's practice? I didn't make uh, I yeah. didn't make Saturdays, but I did make Sundays. Yes, okay. I did make Sunday's practice. Gotcha. So we are going to talk about Sunday's practice because there was a, there's a lot to talk about. Um I'm going to ask you about a couple different players, but there's a, a few interesting tweets that I want to get to. Uh, first and foremost, I want to start with Leighton Van Dresch because uh, Todd Archer from ESPN continues to rave about Leighton Van Dresch's practices, his training camp so far. I, I just want to know, what have you seen from him? Does it look like the Van Dresch that we saw in 2018 rather than 2019 and 2020? Well, you know, the interesting thing about Land, uh, Leighton Van Dresch you know, specifically is that we didn't see training camp last year, you know. So, 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 so I didn't see the, the the problem of 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 what you know. I didn't see any precursor in training camp of, of what problems he might have going into last season. So, I guess to answer your question, he looks like the guy that he looked like when I saw him two years ago, which is good you know yeah. like he has looked really good at practice i i noticed him again today uh, especially in coverage he's just looks a lot uh cleaner with his footwork he's sticking on people a little bit uh better um you know and, and in the run game you're seeing him shooting gaps and making you know it's tough because again so part of Leighton van der Esch's issues have been t- tied to his tackling and finishing tackles we don't so we see that a lot in training camp. we don't see that a lot in practice so that's the one thing that i'm still kind of interested in seeing if you know there's improvement there i i really don't worry about that so much because i mean i do worry about it because i need to see him do it but i i think that he can return to form there simply because he is, you know, a long armed guy who's really good at, at kind of breaking down when he's comfortable with his footwork. Um, I think there's just times last year that he just got played a little bit out of control because he was a step late in things mm-hmm. because he just didn't understand exactly what was happening in front of him and his role in, in the defense very well. So uh, he has looked a lot more comfortable this, this year and definitely, um, you know, out, depending on how, where you want to grade Parsons on the scale of things, 
uh, has definitely looked like the best linebacker out there uh, in practice. Well, let's talk about those linebackers because a topic that we've had basically all offseason is what's the best pairing of these linebackers? Is it Jalen and Leighton Van Rush? Is it Micah and Leighton? Uh, after, what, two weeks of practice, Landon, what would you say is the best combination that you've seen so far? Well, I, I mean, again, I, I think if anything, you know, my my answer back then has been confirmed kind of the more I've seen uh, camp, and that's – you know, so and, and to be fair, some of most of everything we've seen up until you know today's practice. Today's practice was the last day of install, from what mm-hmm. I understand. So it's all been install up until now, and we have seen a ton of different combinations of these linebackers. So, um, you know, I, I think what we're going to see is in you know first down situations, Jalen will be on the field. Mm-hmm. In nickel situations, they'll probably take Jalen off the field and put Parsons in the game. Uh, but that that doesn't mean that they also won't put in someone like Keanu Neal and then have Parsons rushing as an, as a as a Leo or or as a as basically a blitzing linebacker. Um, they've just really mixed and matched not only the guys the, uh, who the starters are, but also the personnel groups and how they're being deployed. I mean they're. they're they're not just deploying Parsons as a as a straightforward linebacker. So mm-hmm. there are times when he's on the field and technically it's a three linebacker package, but you know he's a blitzer, he's a pass rusher. So um, I, I think if you're talking about who are like if we're talking about nickel package on on you know money downs where they got to get off the field, like I, I, I still think it's going to be Leighton Vanderesh and and Micah Parsons and, and or potentially Keanu Neal. I think they're going to have a separate role for for for. Uh, Jalen Smith and, and you know clearly uh, in early down situations and then all other packages where they're going to deploy him in a, on in a specific way, uh, but 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 as far as like who's playing the most, it certainly seems like Leighton Vanderesh and Parsons are the guy they trust the most. Yeah, I mean again, all this stuff we've been hearing and we've been seeing about Leighton Vanderesh, it just seems like he's back to feeling comfortable in his own body. Uh, I heard an interview from him; it might have been Friday or Saturday, where he was talking about. Uh, he cut out alcohol and sweets, you know, this offseason, and uh, that's actually helped his game quite a bit. Uh, it helps all of us when you do that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's all encouraging news about the linebackers so far. So, it is. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, staying with the defense, I want to talk about the secondary, Lena, because I think this is very fascinating. So, <laughs> another training camp practice, another Maurice Kennedy interception. Uh, somebody who I think a lot of people wrote off. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast, but I actually want to ask you a question that uh, our friend Katie Drummond uh, proposed on Twitter. Do you think Maurice Kennedy playing this well and Kelvin Joseph playing pretty well, at least according to like Stephen Jones, might open the door for like an Anthony Brown trade who I wrote it down. They could save four and a half million if they traded him before week one. Is that something that you are starting to entertain as a possible idea? I think it's a little scary, you know, simply because, you know, you need as many of these guys as you can get. I agree with you. And, and I I really feel like the way, look, I'm excited. Like I, I I think, you know, the best that we could have hoped for in the preseason, looking at this collection of guys is okay. There's four or five of these guys that, you know, if situation was right, they can have a good season. And, 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 and all we need is like one or two of them to, 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 to look good enough. and, And that should be enough. If that number ends up being three or four, like don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, no. like just just you're not going to get your the, value back from trading Anthony. Bro- hey, and, listen, and the, even if it's four million, like 
you're not going to get a player in free agency now at $4 million that's going to make a bigger impact than Anthony Brown, even as a third or fourth corner. I really don't and think who, so, at least. And who are we trading for? You know what I'm saying? Like that's Because that's well, the other thing, too, is that I feel like they've gotten a lot of answers or at least pretty good answers so far at some of the positions that they have concerns with. So. Now, Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say to answer that question. If you're trading Anthony Brown, it's not about the compensation that you get back. It's about the cap. Space, the money. Right? So yeah. like, I think it would have made more sense if you would have traded him, let's say a week ago, you free up that cap space and then you go out and get Justin Houston, but Justin Houston's gone now to Baltimore. Yeah. I, I don't see very many guys in free agency. Now that you say are worth $4 million for one season. I, I just, I don't think there's many of those options out there. I agree. You know, I, I think that, you know, I mean, it, we'll see, you know, with someone like Gino Atkins. That's might, the only I mean, one I was just about to say that. Yes. But, but, but I mean, even then, like, I think you could probably figure out a way to afford him without having to get rid of I Anthony agree. Brown. So I, 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 I'm not trying to get Anthony Brown off this team if he's going to be in a, one, one of his good season cycles, because when mm-hmm. he plays well, he's, you know, the years that he plays well, he plays very well, well. Yes. like top top level cornerback three level you know yes. like at a very serviceable quarterback yes. two yeah exactly for a good price and 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 just to have as a safety blanket until you can get joseph to a level where he's ready to kind of take that job over and then now suddenly you've got brown who can, you could can slide into the slot and i just think how the gift of suddenly having a lot of depth at cornerback is not something that i would give away you know even for to save a little bit of money Yes. Uh, any comments on Kelvin Joseph before we move on? I thought he's looked good. You know, I mean, I, I can't speak to, you know, obviously Stephen Jones probably has seen more tape than I have, though I, I feel like I've seen a lot of the tape because I've been recording a lot of the practices. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I, I think, you know, he, you've seen him. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the huge negatives that I was expecting. Gotcha. There's definitely plays where I saw him give up a touchdown today on an inside slant from the, for the four, you know, it's going to happen. But, but, but what I, but what I haven't seen is him look, I've never seen him look completely lost. I've never yeah. seen him look out of place. I've never seen him look overmatched. Uh, I've only ever seen yeah. him like, you know, Oh, make a mental, make a mental mistake here or there or something. But, you know, I, I will say this, he is incredibly gifted uh, physically the way, and, 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 it, and it reflects in his play. Like he has incredibly patient feet. Uh, when, when, when guys are coming at him, he doesn't, you know, uh, overreact to double moves because he trusts his athleticism. And, 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 and that's, that's a rare thing, you know, for a young player. And, and I don't, you know, I think that he's going to need some seasoning obviously to get, get ready. But I think that being that confident in your athletic ability and having that uh, mm-hmm. that's, that will go a long way early on in his career. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, Lena, we can talk about CeeDee Lamb and some of the other big-name players, but we get in-depth on this show. This is yeah. this is why people love the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Is we don't just talk about the starters. We talk about the, the reserve guys as well. This is a tweet from Todd Archer today. Uh, he said, some quick thoughts on practice so far. On offense, the most improved player is Sean McEwen, the tight end from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made some really nice catches. One of those second jump or second year jump guys. Uh, what do you think about Sean McEwen? And do you kind of, you know, share the same belief that Todd does? I certainly will say that I, I think McEwen has a real chance to take that tight end three job um, because it, he's just, he's shown up as a receiver. The problem with that though, and, and, and if you want to talk about potential trade players here, the problem with that is that he is extremely similar to what you already have in Jarwin and and uh, Schultz, yep. uh, and he's he's not going to be a you know a, a guy who's who's you know putting guys in body bags as a blocker. You know he's he's a uh, he's he's a you know get in the way blocker who can who clearly has uh, he loses slowly. That's that's what you're hoping, right? Yeah, I mean he he can kind of do that, but yeah, I mean like that's. <laughs> And that's the concern, right? Is that yeah. like if you if you make him your tight end three, and suddenly you've got, you know, one guy who can kind of block, one guy who just really can't no. block, and then one guy who can also kind of block. That's not really you know a, a diverse skill set to have in your tight end room necessarily. So, uh, and 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 then you know, does the question become, do you keep four tight ends? And if you keep four tight ends, then you you know it probably can't go you know long at receiver. So it's it's a cascading it's a cascading yeah. issue. We 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 all know exactly you know what the, the 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 twisters that you can tie yourself into when dealing with roster management. So th- the point is is that they need to figure out what they're doing there because they do clearly have three tight ends who I think can offer you something as receiving options. I don't know that they can actually be able to use all of them. So maybe what you need to do is figure out if someone does Jarwin need to be traded. Because can you get something? I doubt that you can get anything for Jarwin. Is Schultz a guy that can be traded? Is that something you? I mean, I'm I'm certainly not advocating for that as because you know as the engineer of the Schultz train, but I, I think it's I think it's these are questions that, that are probably being asked because they do have three guys who I think are all kind of similar who, who are pretty decent. I think could you know do something on an NFL team. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong in you know potentially trying to explore tight end trade. The problem is. Is somebody really going to trade for Blake Jarwin coming off That's that injury and with that contract? And then for Dalton Schultz, like he played really well last year, but is somebody going to trade a decent pick for Dalton Schultz who's going into the final year of his contract? Probably not, right? And you're so, not saving money really if you're trading him. No, you know, no, it's, so it's not expensive. So I, I think what it comes down to is it's going to be Sean McEwen or Jer- Jimmy Sprinkle. I just don't see a way this team can afford to keep four tight ends. Um, if they cut Jeremy Sprinkle, they'll save just under a million dollars where Sean McEwen is very cheap. Maybe that ends up factoring in because ultimately, how many snaps are we talking about per game for Jeremy Sprinkle as a blocker? Ten? Well, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though. If they're going to do that, then they need to have they need to have another similar solution. They need to ha- they need to keep a fullback, you know, because it, they can't have three tight ends who can't or at least one of them can can block. They yeah. need a they need a blocking tight end or a blocking guy on the edge. Maybe that can function as a, a fullback can function in that role, but they got to find that. And, and if that means they have to go four tight ends, that's not good either. So I, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a tough problem. It's okay, a good problem. It, it, just a very general question because I'm sure there's people out there thinking about it. Jeremy Sprinkle really doesn't offer you anything as a receiver. So 
why couldn't the Cowboys just bring in like Terrence Steele or Brandon Knight in certain situations when you need that extra blocker? I mean, it, it, you just need to be prepared to do that. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it, but, uh, but at the same time, obviously that doesn't offer you – Jeremy Sprinkle isn't a great receiver, but he, he, he will catch the football if it's, if it's thrown at him. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, that's the threat of having a tight end on the field versus a tackle. I mean, you could – unless you, you want to make nine an eligible receiver. And hey, we don't know. I mean, that, that, listen, it's clearly been done before. So just remember yeah. to make him an eligible receiver. In that, okay. in that. Um, one more tweet from Todd Archer. He was actually mentioning that uh, last year – uh, Mike McCarthy kind of scoffed at the idea of having your five best offensive linemen on the field. And then yeah, we, we kind of eventually saw, yeah, yeah. We saw it later in the year when they tried to play Zach Martin at right tackle. It seems like the Cowboys are at least experimenting with the idea at Connor Williams at center and Connor McGovern at left guard. Do you think that's just a practice thing or do you think the Cowboys are actually considering moving Connor Williams over to center? I don't know yet. I mean, I think, you know, from what it seems like, they're pretty serious about it, you know, because I, I, today at practice, they were rotating in Connor, uh, Connor McGovern and, and Tyler Biotish back and forth. And Williams would step over. Yes, yes. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're at least getting a lot of solid looks that way. Now, again, that could be in preparation for making Connor McGovern the universal backup you know, in that's a good point. It, it, it might have it, more it, to do with McGovern than it does Connor Williams. It, well, it, it, or it may have to do with getting Connor Williams ready to play center. If you know what I'm saying, like it, yep. I, I, to your point, yes, it may be more about be both. Yep. finding a solution to the backup situation than it is about getting take someone taking Tyler Biotis's starting spot. Right? I think, and I think honestly, to me, that still is is my. Uh, my front runner, you know, because I I, I still think that Biotis is the starter from what it seems like. Well, uh, I guess the question comes down: Do you think Tyler Biotis is a better center than what Connor McGovern is a left guard? I, I think it actually comes down to, uh, in in this specific question. I think it actually comes down to the pair of the two: Is Connor McGovern and Connor Williams better guarded center combined than Tyler Biotis and Connor okay. Williams? Because well, like because because. I have concerns about Connor Williams as a center. You know, I mean, like he's he's never really played the position before. There have been some snap issues at different points of practice. Um, I, I think that as far as physical blockers, that the Connors may be like a better pairing just because I think they may they may be better physical specimens, you know, okay. um, at least bigger. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that that actually translates to better performance on the field yet. Okay. Uh, the offensive line is really fascinating because I don't think entering camp, we thought there was any competition at that spot. Like we thought the, the five starters were pretty much entrenched, but two weeks in land, we might have a battle on the offensive line. Uh, I don't know if, it, if that's fun, if that's good news, but uh, it's certainly something. Uh, I want to talk more about the offensive line in just a second, actually. But uh, before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, let's run through some rookies that we maybe haven't talked about a lot on this podcast because you've been out to practice multiple days. You've seen these guys in pads now. Uh, what can you report on Josh Ball? You know, I just haven't seen a ton of noticeable stuff. We've only had – this was only my first padded practice so okay. far, but I did watch uh, some some uh, video of the first day. And, you know, it's just – it's. I think a lot of it has just been that he's been running with kind of the almost the third team. Which is and not so surprising. Yeah, it, it's just more that it's been a very tough evaluation, you know, because uh, the talent down there is is – you know, the, there's actually a lot of disparity in the talent on the third team between the offense and the defense because of the fact that the defense is, you know, has a lot more players that play, right? So, like, especially the set by the second team, a lot of those guys are, are actually starters on yeah, defense yeah. and on offense. They're like, they never play, right? So, by the third team, it's actually even more uh, widespread. But I, I, I've noticed him, but, but, you know, he hasn't like buried anybody or I haven't seen him, you know, do anything outstanding yet. And I, but I haven't actually noticed him getting absolutely sunned. I, I did see him get uh, uh, beaten by uh, Parsons at one point okay. when Parsons came over on a one-on-one. But but outside of that, I just haven't noticed him. So has he mostly been playing left tackle? I see. I saw him at left tackle okay. most of the steps that I've noticed him, yeah. So I, I don't know if that, if that means he's playing both, though. I, I'm guessing that we're going to see a lot of Josh Ball and Terrence Steele at tackle uh, on Thursday night at the Hall of Fame game, right? I, yeah, I would assume so. That's yeah, good. That, I, I, that's like that's a guy that I think really could use as many reps as possible. Like both of absolutely. those guys, I'd love to see them just play the whole game. Like why not? Um, just give me all, all the snaps that I can see of those guys. Uh, another one, Jabril Cox, because there's so much depth at linebacker, you know, yeah. he's a lot of times, what, the fifth or sixth guy going through these yeah. drills. Um, I saw him get bodied by our guy, Sean McEwen, uh, you know, I think yeah. a couple practices ago. Uh, have you seen much of Cox at practice? Uh, you know, I've, I've tried several different times to specifically notice him. And, you know, I mean, again, another guy who is running with the threes, you know, so it's, it's tough to kind of parse exactly how, how good he is based on the talent he's going against. But, um, you know, I, I, I saw that same play with Sean McEwen. I also seen him a couple of times, uh, be really good in coverage, but again, it's against, um, you know, uh, the kid from Tiffin at one point, mm-hmm. and, you know, some of these other guys that are just down roster players. He looks the part. I, I think it's a, the one thing I will say that's a little bit concerning about him. And someone I think on one of the, the Cowboys shows actually mentioned this as well, is that I don't really see him a ton during like uh, when they're doing special teams uh, mm-hmm. practices, which like that's not great. You know, I mean, he should be like 
a core special teamer. Core so, special teamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that might be something to look out for. See, see exactly what his role is like in, in Thursday's game. Because I mean, if he's not playing a bunch of special teams in the hall of fame game, they may not like have a plan for him. And if that's the case, I mean, I don't know if he's a candidate to get cut, but I mean, what, what's, what's going to do on the roster? Yeah. yeah that would be concerning. It, Luke Gifford and, and uh, Jabril Cox need to play just about every snap, right? Like I think, yeah. do you think we'll see Michael Parsons in the Hall of Fame game? Hmm, that's a that's a really good question. I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him a little bit, like um, to open the game, like one series, yeah, just to get him, yeah, you know, yeah, going a little yeah. bit. Like maybe it's, maybe be the starter, right? Yeah, like, just yeah. one downhill collision with Najee Harris. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A- any other guys from practice that you saw today that you, you would like to touch on because. Uh, it seems like it was a spirited practice. They were, you, they were doing some scramble drills in the red zone. Saw Kiana Neal getting an interception. Does anybody else you want to you know comment on? We haven't really talked about Carlos Watkins a lot, um, but but I'll tell you what he's he remains the starter at nose tackle, and he had another pass deflection today, and he just seems to do the job well. It seems like when he's out there, um, you know, he certainly has given some of the interior guys, some fits at different points. So, um, you know, I, I just, I continue to be shocked by how much of an improvement it seems there is uh, on the defensive interior based on what, where we were last year. It just, yeah. it, it, they, the Watkins, uh, and, and now you're starting to see Urban a little bit more uh, since the pads have come on. Those guys have looked, those guys have looked pretty decent. And that's, that's exciting news for us. It seems like those guys kind of know their roles, right? Like Carlos Watkins yeah. is not a pass rusher, right? But he kind of knows exactly what he's being asked to do. Same for Brent Urban. Like it just seems like they, these guys fit these roles, right? And that's making Randy Gregory look really good on the outside because now he's just worrying about a tackle one-on-one. It's allowing Michael Parsons – like I saw today in practice, Parsons came downhill – uh, it wasn't really a stunt, but he kind of shot a gap that nobody yep. blocked him in and made a tackle. I think it was on Ezekiel Elliott, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's because Carlos Watkins is occupying, you know, two gaps, right? Um, I, I I think I do think they're going to be better there. The names aren't going to be sexier. Like, and I don't think any of those guys are going to no. get like Pro Bowl nominations or anything like that. But I think they're just key parts to what should be hopefully an average defense. And uh, the last question I'm going to ask you: From what you've seen over, you know, in practice the last two weeks, do you think this Cowboys defense can be average? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they look good. Like, I mean, it's look, it's shocking to me. It's surprising to me. Um, they look faster. They, that's I think that's the biggest. I, absolutely, they look fast. I mean, they look. The coverage looks unrecognizable. <laughs> like it's just it's it. Lots of people are covering well. I, I've never seen cornerbacks. I mean, this isn't even just like from last year. I have never seen cornerbacks on this team getting their hands on footballs the way that this team gets their hands on footballs. Uh, I've seen a lot of corners like peel back and make plays in the ball. Like, you know, they just, they just seem like they have a better feel than what they did over the last couple of years. They're catching it. That's that's half of it. That's the, there's, there's, there's the times that they're not catching the ball is when they're reaching across and slapping it down. Otherwise, if the ball's in the air, they're not swatting it; they're catching it, um, and that's you know that's surprising and, and shocking in a large degree. So the Cowboys do not have a practice on Monday. I think they have a pretty light practice on Tuesday. Yep. Wednesday they are they are off. Thursday is the Hall of Fame game, Lane, and then next I believe it's next Saturday they start Very their first practice with the Rams. So 
Uh, things are moving. We're going to have actual football to discuss this week. Like we're going to be breaking down film. Well, we might be breaking down film <laughs> depending on. Uh, I, I can't even mention them because we won't even get into that. No. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a mess. But uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, continue to support us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tune back in on Tuesday. We'll continue to answer some of your Twitter questions. We'll get into some practice notes, and we will see you then. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.